welcome to Mended Teacups Home Ed Podcast. Molly and I are sitting with our cups of tea and uh, we're going to have a chat with you about some of our home education experiences and general parenting experiences, to be honest. Molly, do you want to tell us what we're going to talk about today? Well, we are going to talk about Advent. We're recording this on um, the very last Monday of November. So I think that's kind of um, in the, uh, the church calendar, kind of just the beginning of Advent. We've, had the first, we've lit our first candle of our Advent wreath. And uh, yeah, we're just looking towards Advent. So we've actually had a really good conversation just before we started. So we thought actually we'd just share share some of that with you to begin with. And then we'll talk about some of our Advent traditions and some of the memories we have. Molly, are you looking forward to Advent this year? Yes, I hugely am looking forward to Advent this year, actually. I always love Advent because I think it's quite a different season for Christmas. Christmas is all a celebration. I think Advent is sort of a four-week lead-up and it's sort of a little bit like Lent only at Christmas time and I I just like it even more it's it's an opportunity I think to be able to acknowledge all the the brokenness and the pain and all the longing of knowing that our world isn't right at the moment but and a longing for it to be better and for and that hope and that peace and that joy and that love comes through Jesus and one day you know for the whole world to be restored so uh, I always like Advent but I think this year it seems even more important and I'm I'm so looking forward to it I think I I think I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that around around us you know I see so much even in our own home actually and then certainly around us you know so much pain and so much brokenness and so much uncertainty and so much knowing that the world isn't right knowing that it's not good and I feel that actually that Advent is a wonderful excuse for me just to be able to acknowledge that and I sort of feel I can just I can cry out to God as much as I like (laughs) because that's that's part of it so it's going to be a very cathartic Advent for me I think but also as well as that in the darkness I just feel gosh we can celebrate so wildly as well so I'm looking forward to in a sense that the permission to have the two extremes of acknowledging how broken so much around us seems to be, but also what incredible, fantastic, sure hope we have for the future. I think that's great, isn't it? I've been uh, noticing several um, areas where people are talking a lot about the Psalms of lament at the moment seems to be a, a current theme of reminding us that actually in the Bible, there are these cries out to God about what's wrong and why is it wrong and why does, how, God allows things to be wrong at the, this time and I think it's it, it's easy to get sort of caught up in the idea that if you love God everything's tunky-dory but actually the Bible's much more real than that isn't it <laughs> the reality is that things aren't the way we want them to be and um, learning to accept that and pray through that and talk to God through that is really helpful isn't it really honest as well and God can deal with that yeah and we're that, that's that's just so true I've, I've also been I can you say enjoying appreciating those some of those psalms of lament um over this year they've just seemed very appropriate haven't they real in a way and I think also we were I don't know if some of the others can identify with this you're listening um we've sort of we can we can see that in our own families as well my vision for how I would love our family to be seems very far sometimes from the reality of where we are um, and I still hang on to that vision, but actually it's while living in the reality and the, and the mess and, the, and the, all the different issues that people have. 
but still holding on to that vision. So I think I think Advent is is very pertinent for our own families as well. Yeah, I think you're right there. And and also the fact not just that the family doesn't match up to what you hope for or what you have this beautiful picture of in your mind, but also that family is changing all the time. The children are growing up all the time and obviously they're heading towards independence. Most children are, aren't they? I know obviously there are children with various needs that will always connect much more closely with their family, but on the whole, you're preparing your children for a future of their own. And so your family is uh, changing and shifting through those through that all the time. And I'm quite aware how my older two are not so one one is away at university, one is not so much involved. You know, she's she's getting her own life kind of outside the home, outside the family. Obviously, of course she is. So things are shifting again. They're not I haven't got all my chickens in my nest still <laughs> where I can where I can check what they're up to and and influence them in that same major way. Yeah, no, and I, I certainly identify with that as well. And and you know where that this is it's a soft part of me kind of just wanting to <laughs> wanting to hold on but actually knowing that two of them are actually adults now and and you know if they do if they are around and they join us for life our you know advent devotional then that's just wonderful but actually they will be out and about doing other things and and it is I think it's a part of letting a part of letting go which kind of happens fairly normally through normal part of life I think but then when you when you come back to something which has a lot of traditions around it like Christmas and Advent it's it, it can seem a bit more of a like oh my gosh something's changed here mm. so the sort of the change is gradual and you know really pleased when they go off and do other things um but then suddenly oh something's changed so um, so I think for any of you who are listening who have got older ones, and if you've got older ones still, we'd love to hear from you, <laughs> tips and advice, wisdom. But I think it's about it's about letting go and, and acknowledging where our children are at. But also, I think, in being encouraged that those things we have instilled with them over the years, years and at all the times when they did sit on the sofa with us and have, you know, Christmas read louds and the Christmas parties that we did go to and and all those other things that we did do, you know, I guess... You know, we hope that one day some of those they will be taking on to their own families. So so it's it's just it's just different, isn't it? It's just a change. I think that's the that's the double side of the tradition thing, isn't it? The traditions are great because you have that um, that sort of continuity and flow and you've got the lovely things that you remember doing together. And it gives you a pattern to focus your year or your, your celebration around. And then there's that stark reminder that things do change and people do move on. Um, and obviously you know, there are bereavements in a family and then the tradition is jarring because that person isn't avail- available or isn't involved anymore um, mm. so it has that slight bittersweet feel doesn't it mm. yeah and I suppose that's where the, the the huge hope that you know for those of us who have a Christian faith we just do have for the future don't we that that we just have to hold on to that whatever might be certain it might be difficult all around us uncertain difficult around but actually we do have that future that future hope um which is just great to be able to hold on to Mm. so what 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 are some of um uh the advent traditions that you've had over the years then well we often do do an advent wreath you mentioned lighting the first candle in your advent wreath so we have our a bit of greenery and five candles one for each of the sundays and one for christmas day itself so it was just two of us in the house yesterday when we started that, this, this first Sunday in Advent. But we'll be lighting the first candle each day for the week and then it'll be two. I really like being able to do that and talk about 
light of the world coming approaching um, in terms of Jesus birth. And then we usually do have some sort of book that we work through or a set of readings or something like that. So that daily, hopefully daily, it doesn't always, <laughs> it doesn't always work out, does it? But hopefully through the through the Advent season, we're kind of having readings and just working towards that Christmas story. So this year I've got a book called Advent in Narnia, which I'm really looking forward to, which ties up the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and Bible stories as well, Bible passages and a, and a short thing to think about each day. But in the past, we've done other books. We've um, looked at the Christmas mystery with Justin Gardner Garder. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. I'm really sorry. That was a fun one to do. And I actually did a big project all to, all December that year. We made black books about that uh, that book. That was really fun. Uh, when the children were younger, we had a book called 30 Days with Mary and Joseph. That took us all through December as the Mary and Joseph kind of travelled to Bethlehem. You learn a little bit more about the story each day and create a, create a picture with that book that was lovely and I know quite a few of my friends like Arnold's um, Itchy-Eyed's books like Jotham's Journey I think have you done Jotham's Journey? Yes it, it's fantastic they're, and there are several in the theories as well um, yeah they're all they're brilliant really good yeah they're quite a chunky read um, for each day and uh, they're very I think they're very historically kind of geographically accurate so that so they can be quite a bit gruesome as well so for younger children they you might have to just um, wait till your kids are a bit older, depending on how um, how they cope with things like that. But they're quite true to life. But they're very good, and I certainly it's helped me um, and hopefully the rest of the family to learn um, just to understand a little bit more about the reality of what life was like at Bethlehem and you know at that time. It's really great if we, if things can be put into context for the children, isn't it? And have that kind of wider learning around it. But um, having said that about each reading being a bit chunky, I would say to people listening do pace yourself and don't get sort of hung up on we must do this every day I think you've some people will be able to and some people won't and there's years when I've been able to do a reading every day and there's readings when I, years when I haven't and you might look ahead and and know that that's the case and you can think well I'll I'm going to do sort of advent on you know Tuesday and Thursday or something or we're going to do a special family thing on a Sunday afternoon each of the Sundays through advent you don't have to you don't have to commit yourself to something huge and if you do I think good advice is take something else out of your schedule so when when I did my really big project with the Christmas mystery that was that was our kind of a, our whole learning for that for the month for the, for the Christmas period um, I didn't worry about any of our other books that we were would have been doing and I know some people kind of take December off from any kind of formal learning. You know, you make it mix and match and make it work for your family, I think. Yeah, we um, we've again, we've done different things over the years. Sometimes we do kind of activity weeks because um, the boys just love we're constant, <laughs> constantly <laughs> wanting to be active. Lots more kind of uh, walks and um, and visits and things like that. But yeah, we we definitely do. We tend to have a, an advent program, and we just do something which is slightly different. So it's been different over the years. But um, like you say, but actually at the moment this year, because because we're I'm I'm really tired, and and just because of the year, strange year it's been, we're actually stopping everything other than I've got a new read aloud. I've got an Elizabeth Gooch book actually which is based in Wells, uh, which is our nearest little, little town, city, so called City of the Angels or something like that. Anyway, I'll put it in the thing. We haven't started reading yet. We're going to start reading it today. And then we're, we're going to do just lots of lots of kind of project things. So we're going to, I think, make some Christmas cookies today. 
lots of kind of activities like that rather than and, and completely stop everything else. Yeah, so we will see we will see how that goes. But um, but I'm really looking forward to that because I think actually it's keeping the long term with educating our children, isn't it? And and I think at the moment, I more most of all, I kind of feel it's it's about relationship. It's about just keeping those relationships together. We're going through teen years, which should be quite <laughs> quite difficult, turbulent. Um, and so I think actually the most important thing. Is, is trying to keep those relationships together, invest in those relationships and ha- have opportunities for those big, big talks. Because we do in, in the midst of all the all the teen stuff, we do also have some very deep talks as well. So it's giving giving space for those too. So um, to hopefully this, um, the academic stuff, traditional academic stuff is gonna go on hold completely. Part of my younger daughter, who I need to read with most days, just because she's dyslexic and she gets otherwise. <laughs> but other than that, we've got some lovely, lovely things planned. So all sorts of fun things. So, what about you this Advent? Yes, I'm hoping to do some crafting and baking with my daughter. And and like you're saying about the big big conversations, those happen, don't they? Around the while you're sitting stitching or gluing or painting or baking, you know, you can have those conversations next to each other. I think it's quite good with. Well, it's probably quite good with people generally, not just children, but to be able to have really important conversations side by side rather than face to face, which sometimes can feel a bit confrontational. I did see another idea. I, I only found it yesterday. Um, and I think I might park it for another time. But uh, someone had an idea and talk, it relates to this sort of idea of some of the deeper conversations. They had a, a kind of an advent discussion point each day and you make a suggested donation each day so it talks it's talking about gratefulness and gratitude and thanksgiving and understanding how you know most of us are quite you know we have a lot we have we're quite privileged and you talk about things like the fact that you have a flushing toilet in your house or you might have two or three and depending on how many you make a donation into your little pot and you talk about how you know there's many many people in the world who don't have that luxury if it's a, you know, if, if one or both of your parents were, had a university education, you put put a, put some money in the pot, and at the end you've got this jar of money that you've kind of raised to give to whatever charity you feel most uh, would most use. And I t- kind of think that that's quite an interesting one because I think in in abstract terms, I feel my my children know that we we've got a lot compared to people in the world, but I think this brings it down to some of those specifics, doesn't it? And talks about you know, if you have electricity, you put this money, amount of money in the pot. If if you've never known it be cut off, you know, if you've never had a power cut, you put a bit of extra money in the pot because there are people with electricity, but they have power cuts regularly or whatever. And I think it just really brings it back down to remembering actually all the amazing things we we have got already. So that was something else that I was thinking. I might, I'll put a link to the, the idea there if people want to check that out. To really have yeah. those some of those deeper conversations about actually there's a lot we've got and then what does that lead to gratitude and um, reaching out I suppose isn't it? Yeah, that's lovely. We um, we so we also try to do um, things which are kind of just focusing outward. So for quite a few for lots and lots of years actually we used to do a shoebox and for the shoebox because the church we went to always did send shoeboxes off. So that was a really fun thing and each child chose um filled a shoebox with things which are appropriate for a child that person's age and that's quite a sobering thing to think actually this is probably the only Christmas presents this child is going to get our church now doesn't do that so we kind of we kind of do other things and another thing we have is um 
is a little jar with some lollipop sticks in it. Um, and it can become an extra thing to do, but I kind of try to hold it quite lightly. You take, kids take a, a, a lollipop stick out and it's some sometimes just a sort of like um you know say thank you for you know something or other or see if you can do someone else's job for them today but it's something like looking but there are also sort of other things like looking outwards you know what can you make a care package for somebody can you write to can you phone an elderly relative today can you um it was sort of just different things looking outwards to other people yeah and I like I like that I think that's a good idea because I think it is it, it it can become for kids all about what presents I'm going to get um, and all the excitement and all the fun, which is great. But I think it is really good to, to pause as well and just to think outwards and look and look outwards as well. I think also if you have slightly old children, every so often we do a kind of Christmas reboot um, and we just look at um, the sorts of things that we like about our Christmas traditions. There's some things that maybe we could leave for this year you know the food that we like or maybe food that we're actually cost mum puts an awful lot of effort in fact nobody likes it anyway so <laughs> don't worry about that one this year mum different is that the sprouts do... <laughs> yes my husband loves sprouts so I always have to do sprouts actually bless him he did them last year I think <laughs> <laughs> they're, fin- they're really finickety aren't they they just take for ages peeling sprouts okay. um, yeah so um, I think my sister-in-law once bought some um, some chocolate sprouts, which I thought were a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll have those again. Um, and I think the other thing I just uh, um, is, you know, what, what also what what are your kids are older? What are meaningful? What are kind of like meaningful traditions um, as well? And that was quite interesting. That was the first thing in the um we're also doing the the land the witch in the wardrobe the christmas in narnia book on helen's advice um and the first question yesterday was what's meaningful and actually that was really interesting looking back with our two adult sons and one of them said putting up the the nativity um and i tend to keep hide the baby jesus and we're trying to remember why i put baby jesus and then we put baby jesus in the little crib on christmas day and again just to add the wise men a bit later and that was lovely that's something I'd never really thought that he had taken much notice of that but actually he he felt finds that meaningful another one actually likes the um the advent devotions that we do you know so those are those are good those are hopefully things that they'll take on one one time for their own families other things that we we do actually as I did and these are all things I guess if you've got younger children but we will all develop our own our own family traditions um so don't feel at all you have to take on all of these I think sometimes I think something is oh gosh so-and-so does this that's a good idea and so-and-so does this that's a good idea and I'll try and incorporate them all and then I get really really overwhelmed <laughs> so just just take on a few things but um but certainly we do love reading and I often buy one book a, a new book every year uh like a read aloud one to read and also maybe a new picture book or something which I really enjoy we have some uh, we, we do a jesse tree which one of my sons made um and that's a really fun thing to do that some of you might if you don't do that you might want to do that one year there's a book by Geldon McLaughlin I don't know how you say her name I think I'm sure we've referenced it on another podcast and you can kind of go through it basically go through the story right the way from um genesis all the way through to jesus birth and you add a little decoration on the tree um, and ours is a very homemade not pinterest worthy one um but um but that's a fun one for us to do and especially still for our youngest daughter uh that's a really nice thing to do we I should be um, climbing up in our loft as well for our our christmas books or our advent books will be coming back yes. out um and yeah some out so some of the books on our shelves will go up into the loft for a what for the for christmas and make space for the 
for the Christmas selection to come down. And, and it's always fun getting those back out and reviewing them again. You know, they're well known and, and hopefully well loved. But it's lovely mm. to see them again each year. It is lovely, isn't it? And I think actually there are so many really fun things to be doing over Christmas and kind of with the lead up and that event. But actually also having time just to sit and to read and to do all those kind of crafty things and making kind of making space to do those. I really recommend that, you know, you know, that that's a that's a good thing to try to do, actually, just to just to try to be a, a little bit slower on some days, um, because those are that's just lovely. And those are things that make memories, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. It is a bit trickier with older children. They've got um, more scheduled in for their time and uh, you know, it'd be nice to drop everything. But there's various lessons that my daughter will be still carrying on with until a little bit later. But you can make space around that, can't you? And um, mm-hmm. enjoy those times together. Yeah. Uh, well, we hope you have a very, very happy Advent. Um, and and you're able to use Advent, walk Advent in a way that actually really... Um, I can say nourishes your soul as well however that looks for you um so um yeah and we will hopefully speak to you again just before Christmas with something with just another short fun podcast but um in the meantime have a good advent and we'll speak to you soon bye bye bye